My name's Sarah, Sarah Toombs, and I work in the Staff Support and Counselling Service, and I'm a counsellor and a coach, um, and I work for North Staffs Combined Healthcare. Um, what are we here to talk about today? Um, we're here to talk about stress and stress management, um, and hopefully to provide people listening with some tools and techniques so they can start to manage stress, um, reduce anxiety, um, and hopefully to cultivate more calm moments in their lives. Lovely. So let's get started. Okay. So what is stress? Um, what is stress? Um, so that's a good question. I think stress, um, we've all experienced some kind of stress. And I think if you're listening to this, um, you know, stress is something that is probably a part of all of our lives every day. But actually, stress is a normal response. So it's a normal response to the demands of life and a normal response to the stresses. So actually, it's there to keep ourselves safe. Um, and it's actually a normal response. Um, but it's so important to remember that stress is in the eye of the beholder. So what you think might cause you stress might be different to what causes me stress, and that's okay. Um, but what we have to be mindful of is when stress um, stops being helpful, when it starts to become unhelpful. So we mentioned at the beginning that everybody experiences some form of stress. And what though, what we might be experiencing then is actually called distress. Um, and the distress is actually that uncomfortable feeling, that overwhelming feeling, that kind of negative, unhelpful feeling. Um, and that can be quite damaging if it's ongoing. Um, stress can also be positive and it's actually called eustress. So this is when the stresses are in short-lived. So if we've got a short deadline to meet, we kind of rise to the challenge. Stress helps us be motivated, it helps us perform under pressure, it helps us boost our energy. Um, and get the job done. So in them short periods, we have um, sharper concentration, everybody rallies round, and then we can get the job done, and then we can breathe and relax and go back to normal. But it's if that we, if we notice we're under distress, that's when we might need to start to do things differently or put things in place to help us. What's actually happening in our bodies when we feel stressed or when we feel distressed or even in eustress is our body is reacting physically to what we perceive as a danger or a threatening situation. So if you're listening to this, you'll probably know this as the fight flight response or the fight flight freeze response, which is also known as the stress response. So it's essentially our body's way of protecting us, helping us survive um, what we perceive as going on. So it happens like flicking on a switch, so like that, bang, our body's survival mechanisms kick in. Um, our body releases cortisol and adrenaline all the way around our body. And it goes to our biggest organs um, to help us uh, like our quadriceps and our biceps to help us either stand and fight the stressor or to run away. We also notice when that cortisol and adrenaline is pumped through our body. We also notice we get an increased heart rate, um, so our pulse also goes up. Um, we often can be quite sweaty or go quite red-necked. Red um, 
And these are all physical signs that our body's gearing up really to save our life, to protect us from what that threat is. Um, so this can either be a real threat, so if you and I were sitting here today in this podcast and you know a lion charged through this room, our body would go bang, that survival mechanism would kick in and it would help us gear up to you know, essentially save our lives. So our body responds that way to real threats or to perceived threats. So the, the body physically reacts in the same way as to if we're having thoughts about a situation. So if we are sitting here thinking, well actually after this podcast we've got to go and do a presentation in front of the whole of combined healthcare, um, we might panic, you know, we might have that initial thought of I'm not good enough for this, I can't do this, and our bodies our body would react in that same way. Um, which I think is so interesting. You know, when I explain that to my clients and when I first thought about it that way, it kind of blows my mind to think that actually our thoughts are that powerful. So the thoughts that we're thinking have the same impact on our bodies and on our anxiety and on our stress levels as if we're, you know, physically being attacked by something. So I think the first step or one of the steps is to understand that and then start to think about how can I challenge my thoughts, what can I do to kind of calm my mind, um, to combat stress, and then that helps us regain our power and reduce the amount of anxiety that we feel. So what we would need to start to do is start to maybe invite our body to produce a different type of hormone, maybe endorphins. So endorphins um, are a happy hormone, so they get released in our body when we are doing activities that we enjoy. So if we're smiling, if we're laughing, if we're engaging in hobbies of self-care, um, our body produces endorphins. So one of the things we can start to do to combat stress and to cultivate calm and to feel better is to prioritise endorphin promoting activities. Um, so these could be things like going to the gym, they could be doing exercise, they could be um, going for a walk at lunchtime, you know, maybe sit and reflect just for a moment whilst you listen to this podcast. When was the last time you kind of took five minutes out just to walk, just to breathe, just to pause, and maybe that's something you could do today. If we don't prioritise an activity that helps us to reduce our stress, um, and we don't prioritise that, that's often the first thing that goes out the window. So if you can make them non-negotiable, so you say every Monday lunchtime or every Monday evening, I'm going to go and do this, and you've put that time in your diary, you're more than likely gonna go and do that. And if you can get involved with a friend or a colleague, so the two of you hold each other accountable, um, you will have more success at keeping to that activity. It doesn't have to be physical, can be anything you enjoy, like watching a film or yeah, colouring book or something. Yeah, absolutely. So it doesn't have to be physical. Anything that makes you feel good. So if you enjoy colouring, there's lots of really cool um, or really good mindful colouring books now, which you can just pick up um, and start doing some colouring in. Or it can be yoga or it could be listening to music and dancing around the kitchen. 
or whatever you want it to be, as long as it's an activity that makes you smile and makes you feel good, your body will naturally produce those endorphins, which will make you feel calmer, make you feel better, essentially. So the more knowledge you can create around how you are day to day and how you, what you notice about yourself when you start to feel stressed, and then what you notice about yourself when you're in that really stressful place, you will start to recognise what your warning signs are and what your triggers are. Um, and then we can start to think about, okay, this is happening to me, what do I now need to do? So often when I'm working with my clients, and I do this myself as well, is think about this in terms of a traffic light system. So if you want to join in and do this while you're listening, <clears throat> you can do. Or if you want to maybe think about this after the podcast, is to start to think about a traffic light system. So we've got green, we've got amber and we've got red. So green would represent when everything's okay, when everything, you know, we're feeling quite calm, maybe we've got them endorphins pumping around our body, everything is well. The amber is, oh, I'm just noticing something slightly different. So it might be a little bit of stress, a little bit of anxiety. And then red would be actually when we're in that distress place. So for each colour, so green, amber and red, think about what do you notice in your thoughts? What do you notice in your feelings or your emotions? And then what's your signal in your body? So what's your body trying to tell you when you're in each place? So for amber, if you're in the middle and you start to notice that things are a little bit stressful and your body's responding, one of your physical signs or symptoms, or certainly I know for me, is I'll start to notice my heart beating a little bit quicker in my chest. Um, and I might start to notice I get a little bit more breathless. That would be a physical sign for me that, oh, what's going on? Um, might start feeling a little bit more overwhelmed or like feeling a little bit more negative and notice kind of a change mentally. And then my thoughts might be, oh, I don't wanna come to work today. Or, oh, I don't wanna, you know, I, I wanna be away on holiday. I don't wanna come in today. For me, those would be my warning signs that actually, what am I not doing? So I, for me, something that I find really helpful is to start to review my week and think, okay, right, I missed that walk on Monday. That went out of the window because I prioritised work over my mental health or I prioritised work or I prioritised someone else over an activity that would help me manage stress. So when we're in that kind of anxious state and we start to notice maybe our heart's beating a little bit quicker, um, our pulse rate increases, we want to try to invite our body to kind of relax into the moment, uh, to refocus on the presence um, and to refocus our attention away from whatever's causing us anxiety into the moment and then ground us into the environment where we are. So if you kind of look around the room and you think of five things that you can see, so this technique is engaging all the senses basically. So five things that you can see and that could be anything. You know, if you and I are looking around this room today, it could be, well, I can see, you know, the door, I can see the window, um, I can see my feet on the ground, I can see a water bottle, I can see the light switch. That's five things. So automatically you're inviting your mind to move away from those anxious thoughts and into your body. So then four things that you can touch. So try and get 
for different textures. So it could be skin, it could be uh, the clothes that I'm wearing, um, the, my hair, um, it could be the, you know, the plastic on the bottle that's in front of me. So four different textures. Um, and then three things that you can hear. So that could be, you know, the heater, it could be your own breathing, it could be a colleague's breathing, it could be a pen clicking or a door slamming, <laughs> like what we just heard. Um, so three things you can hear to ground you in that moment. Um, and then two things you can smell. So that could be if there's any air fresheners, it could be the perfume that you're wearing or, or you know, the aftershave or perfume of a colleague, or it could be food that you could notice that's cooking in the kitchen. And then lastly, one thing that you can taste, and maybe that's just the saliva on your mouth. So five things to kind of ground you into the moment. Something else that we could put in place to kind of um, manage anxious thoughts or move our thoughts away from anxiety um, would be to start to utilise something called positive affirmations. Um, so we've already kind of in this podcast started to notice the actual actual power of our thoughts on our physical body. So the thoughts that we think can trigger that fight flight response or can trigger that kind of endorphin promoting response. So mindset is everything and our minds are so powerful. So if we can start to choose the thoughts that we think consciously and start to kind of program our minds with a positive affirmation. So a positive affirmation is a bit like a mantra or a helpful mantra that we can come back to um, in states of stress or we can utilize that throughout the day. So rather than waiting for that stress to happen or for that physical change to happen in our bodies, we can start to just put that into our morning routine. We can start to put it into different parts of our day so that we are already one step ahead, kind of combating this stress. Um, so we can choose thoughts that kind of nourish and nurture our minds. So positive affirmations that you could try are, um, I am calm, I am collected, um, I've got this today, or all is well in my world. Um, and I think it's really interesting and <laughs> I think it's really interesting if we can start to choose a mantra that works for us. So you might be listening to this and you might think, oh no, I don't like those mantras. That's cool, you can find one that works for you. So you could also go onto the internet um, and there's some lovely affirmations um, by Louise Hay. So if you go and type Louise Hay onto the internet, you can see kind of a card deck that, that Louise Hay does. And she has got loads of powerful mantras, powerful affirmations that help cultivate calm really and reduce anxiety. Um, and I think it's really interesting to note that athletes use this as well. Um, so I know when I was researching this topic, lots of people maybe listening will have heard of Bradley Wiggins. Um, he used, he worked with his psychologist when he was training for his races and he came up with his own mantra, kind of, I am cool, I am calm. Um, and he attributes that to winning some of the races that he has. Um, so yeah, I think that it's something that we can all put in place um, if you find a mantra that helps you 
then you can use it in the morning when you're brushing your teeth you know you can use it in the car on the way to work you can just visit it throughout the day um, and something I actually do is put it as my screensaver on my phone because we're always checking our phones aren't we <laughs> all the time um, so maybe if that helps you kind of have it somewhere that you would look at it quite frequently. And I suppose that comes back to how powerful our thoughts are on our mental health <laughs> and physical health, I suppose. It's just like, if you keep repeating something, you end up kind of being that. Yeah. So same with negative thoughts, I suppose. So it's just changing, switching that up and stop being negative with how you feel about yourself and kind of training yourself, isn't it? Definitely. So training yourself. And I think that's so... Uh, powerful to think about that whatever we're whatever we're surrounded with we kind of absorb don't we um, and then we become that so if we're setting up reminders for ourselves to think differently or to choose the thoughts we think um, that can have a real impact on us if you've got an iPhone I'm sure you can do it on a, a non iPhone phone is under your alarms if you go to set an alarm you can click on the alarm and then you can actually change the label. So it automatically says alarm, but you can change the label. So often in the mornings when I'm setting my alarm on my iPhone, I will put a mantra in there that then I see first thing in the morning. So that can be quite powerful. So you can set that up um, so that goes off first thing in the morning or throughout the day. Mm -hmm. So you're instantly being uh, met with a positive affirmation that can help you start your day in a way that's most helpful for you. I think that it is so important that we continue talking about stress management, we continue talking about mental health, we continue talking about mindset because you know we all have mental health just like we all have physical health. Um, you know, it's not a one in four issue, it's a four in four issue. So everybody listening to this, you know, has got mental health and we're all so deserving of you know, looking after ourselves and caring for ourselves. Um, you know, and if we were ill or if we kind of had an injury, the first thing that we would do would be go to the doctor, go to the GP, get some support for that. But actually, we need to kind of think about doing the same for our minds. Um, so reducing that stigma, reducing that shame cycle and actually thinking, okay, I notice that I need some support now, so I'm going to go and talk about this, I'm going to go and get some talking therapy, I'm going to go and work with a counsellor or a stress coach and get some support from that, support from those people. If someone <coughs> listening to this mm. thinks, I think I'm suffering with stress, I don't know where to start, what's the first thing they should do? Is it to <coughs> go to the doctor or to see the staff counsellor? What's the first step? I think the first step is to kind of give yourself permission to feel how you're feeling often we kind of deny how we're feeling um, and we kind of sweep it under the rug um, and we kind of plough through life and keep on keeping on don't we because we're on that treadmill um, but I think it's about giving yourself permission to actually acknowledge how you're feeling and knowing that actually being vulnerable is actually a courageous thing to do so vulnerability is courageous and it's actually saying that I need some support now and I'm worthy of getting support you know we've got a saying in our department that you can't pour from an empty jug or you can't pour from an empty cup 
So that's actually about, you know, we need to care for ourselves first so we can care for other people. Um, so I would say that's definitely one of the first things I would always encourage people to do and I do that myself, think actually, okay, this is courageous for me to get some support. Um, and if you're listening to this and you work for Combined Healthcare or any of the NHS trusts, then you can access this service for um, no cost. So, you know, you can actually get eight sessions with a counsellor or a stress coach and you can come to the sessions. It's completely confidential. Um, you can use those sessions however you want to. Um, we're not prescriptive in that. You know, and nobody has to know that you're accessing that support unless you choose to tell them. Um, so the number that you can call is 0300 124 0104 um, and you can speak to the administrator and the admin team and our support manager Jenny and she can listen to you about what kind of support you think will be most helpful and then you're in control of that so it'll be individual to that person so the counselling sessions could be you know based on whatever would be most helpful for that person so it would help you find tools and ways of managing ways of coping um, that would be right for you and it's not one size fits all so we're not kind of there as experts we're there to support you um, and if you think actually at this stage counselling is perhaps not right for me or coaching is perhaps not right for me you can access lots of training that the service puts on um, so you could come and do half a day on understanding how your personality impacts stress and looking at ways to kind of manage that you can come and do kind of um, a full day workshop on coping with stress or challenging your thoughts to manage stress or mindfulness um, so you don't have to just come and work with a counsellor you could drop into the training session and as well as all the techniques <coughs> and the staff counselling services is there anything um, that anyone can do just at home to just give a go so there's lots of kind of apps that you can use that are free um, I love an app called Headspace um, if you kind of download that app you can get 10 sessions I think free or the first 10 in the series free that you can utilize time and time again so if you weren't sure and you just wanted to give it a go that's a really good app there's also an app called Calm um, which you can use um, which again is which is free so you can download that and have a go um, and I think you know have a look on the app store there's lots of different ones you can use there's also YouTube videos um, which you can kind of tune into and people can help you with kind of breathing techniques or mindfulness um, it doesn't have to be kind of a long thing it can just be a one-minute session like a bite-sized thing um, so you can kind of utilize that as you wanted to and then of course the um, guided meditation session that we put out on our podcast channel a few weeks ago yes yes definitely so if you're listening to this and you wanted to have a go at a meditation um you can find that on the podcast channel um and i think it's about a 10 minute meditation so you can try that and give it a go so when it comes to kind of mindfulness and meditation or any self-care in general remember the three p's which is practice perseverance and patience so I hope that's helpful and you can remind yourself of that when you're giving these things a go 
Um, I really hope these tools and techniques in our conversation today has been really helpful and I hope if you're listening to this podcast you can at least take one thing away um, that can help you to kind of manage stress, reduce anxiety and cultivate a little bit more calm into your lives. Um, And remember that this service, the Staff Support and Counselling Service is there for you to utilise whenever you need to. You know, if you can take an extra thing away from today is reminding yourself that you are worthy and you are deserving of looking after. And the more that you look after yourself, the more that you can choose yourself, the more that you can support your patients. So thank you for listening and thank you for inviting us onto the podcast.